Hello and welcome to Beyond the Bio. This week it's a solo episode and I'm talking all things LinkedIn. So you've probably heard me talk about LinkedIn before. It is definitely one of my favourite platforms. In fact, when I was chatting to Nikki Hutchison a couple of weeks ago, we were chatting about how much we loved LinkedIn and we were chatting about other platforms as well and where we were kind of showing up a bit less to be able to spend a bit more time on LinkedIn. And it got me thinking that I do get asked about LinkedIn quite a bit. So this is a great opportunity to just spend a bit more time speaking about it and talking about my own experience, what works well for me. And hopefully that is going to give you a few thoughts and ideas of what could work for you. So my own journey with LinkedIn started when I had a corporate job with John Lewis like a million years ago. When was it? I left John Lewis in 2013. So I must have had a LinkedIn account, I guess the year LinkedIn came out. When was that? Maybe a few years before that. But I think like a lot of corporate people, not all corporate people, that would be very unfair indeed. But it was just one of those things that you did. And I was definitely a LinkedIn lurker. I would go on it, I would have a bit of a a look around, but I didn't really comment or post things, I don't think, not very often anyway. And I, I just used it as a CV, I suppose, more than anything, and probably got a lot of sales requests at the time. So I've had that presence for a while. And then at the point where I set up my first business, which was April 2013, That was, I suppose, when I got a bit more intentional with LinkedIn because I started realising that it was such a fantastic platform and if I wanted to grow the business, I needed to be more visible on there. So I started being a lot more intentional, actually. It wasn't even a little bit. It It was a lot more intentional. So I started thinking about who I wanted to connect with, what I should be posting. And I remember having a chat with someone at the time who did a bit of marketing work for us in the first business. And she said to me, it's so easy. Just literally connect with five new people a day and that is going to grow your network. And she was very wise because I did start doing that and it is so easy to do, isn't it? Because probably anyone listening to this that is on LinkedIn, which I'm going to guess is most of you, when you go on LinkedIn, you probably do go on multiple or at least once or twice a day, but probably multiple times a day. So if each time you're on LinkedIn, you're just adding five people, that is quite an easy thing to do. I think with hindsight, what I would say around adding those people is to be a bit more intentional about who it is that you're adding because you don't just want anyone. You want to be creating a fantastic network of people who are relevant to you and what you're interested in because otherwise, if they accept your request and you're starting to see all their stuff in your feed, it's going to be really boring if they're not people that you know, you're going to be interested in seeing. So I'd be more intentional with that and I suppose just to bring that strategy up to date I did do that for a while and started kind of slowly building up my numbers on LinkedIn but I think the last year maybe the last two years actually with the new business that has been where I've been far more laser focused on LinkedIn and I've got my own strategy and I've got my own connection strategy and I feel really comfortable with what works for me And this is the key thing, right? It's what works for me. And for everyone else, it's going to be something a little bit different. But where I'm at now in terms of my connection strategy is I have creator mode turned on on my profile. 
And that's something that I would encourage people to turn on if you haven't already got it on. What that is going to do is it's going to change your profile over to creator mode, which means that people can follow you rather than connect with you. The reason why you want to do this is because you don't want to accept all these connection requests. You only want to accept connection requests for people that you genuinely want to be connected to. So by having the follow button on as an option, it means that One, they'll just follow you anyway, but when you then get the connection request, because they're already following you, you don't have to just accept it thinking that you want to increase your numbers. You can make an informed choice as to whether you accept it or you just don't. So that would be one of my top tips around creator mode. Creator mode does some other cool stuff as well. And I think there's an update coming through, might even be through by the time this episode comes out where creator mode is going to actually give you an option as to what the follow or connect option is so you can either keep it still on follow or I think you can change it back to connect if you would prefer I don't see the value in doing that I think keep it on follow and let people connect with you and if you want to connect with them then accept but if not you don't so that's been a real key thing for me moving across to creator mode so that's been awesome The other thing that has worked really well for me in terms of growing my network has been asking for delegate lists for events that I've been to. Now, quite often these are readily available. Sometimes you might have to ask. Sometimes they're on a a website or in a group or something. But by having delegate lists for events, you can look at, well, ideally, if you get them before the event, you can think about who it is that you want to go and speak to at the event. But if you get them afterwards, it's a really great way of just connecting with people that either you spoke to at the event itself or people that you didn't get the chance to speak to, but you would love to speak to them. So a couple of examples where that's worked really well for me have been the Northern Power Women Awards in 2023. There were like 1,500 people or something at that event, and there were so many people across the North that I knew at that event, and I had such a good time. But they made the attendance list available after the event, I think, or maybe it was before. I don't know. I can't remember. But I remember thinking, this is literally gold dust in my hands. And I spent the subsequent two weeks, a little bit of time each day. I think I did a letter each day or something of going into LinkedIn and sending requests to the people that I wasn't already connected to. And it was just a little note to say, hey, saw you were at the Northern Power Women Awards. We didn't get to chat, but you're obviously someone who I would love to have in my network and that worked really really well because like I say there were like 1500 people there and I mustn't have been connected to I don't know maybe two-thirds of them maybe even more so that really grew my network in a way that was sensible with people that I wanted to be connected to similar thing with awards I've done or conferences and that's been a very intentional and serious way of growing those numbers And then the other thing that I've done, which has also worked well for me, has been when I've been speaking at events, I actually now, I'm really direct with saying to people, I'd love to connect with you. You know, here, come and find me. I hang out on LinkedIn the most. So that has been a really great way of connecting with people. So I've done that twice in the last week. So this morning I was running a webinar with a group of business owners and we got talking about LinkedIn and I was saying, hey, come and find me over there. If we're not already connected, I'd love to connect with you. And then by the time the webinar had finished, I had like, I don't know, 20 requests or something in there. Again, with really awesome people that I would love to connect to. Last week I was doing a talk at a conference in Birmingham and again there was that opportunity to say to them 
hey, let's connect. If we're not already connected, please do send me a request. And I got, I know, 80, 100 or something from that. Again, really high quality people that I would love to connect with. So be bold when you're having the opportunity to do these things. You know, are there any little ways that you can add to your network? Could you stick a call to action in your email signature where you're you know telling people I'm really into LinkedIn at the moment come over and connect with me over there or you know all sorts of different ways that you can do it so do get creative with growing your network but so what if you grow your network to a a huge number so what if you're going to carry on being a lurker that is not going to work you need to start thinking about how you're going to supercharge your profile and start thinking about what you're going to use LinkedIn for so if you are a business owner it might be more obvious in some ways as to why you would want to be visible on LinkedIn because you probably see it as a business development opportunity However, if you're working in a business, you will see loads of other different benefits. So it might be around thinking about your next career move. It might be collaborating with people in your industry or doing partnerships with great people or recruiting people, which would be relevant to many of us. So there are so many different ways that you can use LinkedIn. But on the point of selling, it's really important to not be that person that does connect with people and then immediately tries to sell to them in the DMs because, like, does that even work? I mean, it must do because why do people do it? But do you want to be that person where that's the reputation that you're getting that you're just going to spam people? And I would say no, and I don't think you need to. I I don't think I've ever sent anyone a salesy message at all on LinkedIn But instead, I'm getting people messaging me saying that they want to learn more. So that would be a better way of doing it. So how do you do that? So if you're the kind of person that hasn't really posted anything on LinkedIn forever or not very often or just gets awkward and doesn't know what to say, then probably a great starting point is to just make sure that your profile is looking good. So you might want to use mine as an example. I've filled out every section of my profile so you can see, you know, I've got everything filled in and that's actually just one of the basics. A lot of people miss stuff out so they might have their jobs in their experience section but there's no real detail in there as to what they've actually achieved within those roles. It's almost like it's just a a laundry list of roles that they've had in the past. So putting the detail in there, the about section, which I think is just about to be moved higher up within LinkedIn profiles, that is your opportunity to be chatting about what it is that you do, what you're looking for, sticking a call to action in there. There's so many places to stick calls to action in LinkedIn, which is one of the things I really like about it. The other place to make sure that it is filled out is sending people somewhere. So, you know, there's that lead magnet spot within your profile where you can send them to visit your website. And if you've got a paid version of LinkedIn, that will actually pop up when you're commenting on other people's posts, which can be quite useful. But even if you've got one of the free accounts, you can still put a link to a website and that can be whatever you want it to be in there. So one of the things that I used to always have in my profile was a link to our free Moja assessment quiz, which there will be a link for in the show notes for this. And when we looked at the back end of our scorecard for the quiz, we were finding that most people were coming to the quiz through my LinkedIn profile. So over any other method of finding this quiz, it was my profile. Now, I was playing around with LinkedIn about a week or two ago and ended up taking a 
trial on paid account and I've lost that blooming feature so I'm kind of cursing myself a bit that I've lost that and now I've got the whole visit my website or view my portfolio so I've had to be a bit more creative with how I've put that in and I need to look at the analytics in a week or two and see where that's taken me but it's frustrating me that I now don't have that take our free profile quiz thing in my profile so it will be interesting to see what that does on the numbers because it might be that I actually ditch the paid account to go back to being able to put what I want in there anyway I shall see how I get on with that but another opportunity to send people somewhere cool so once you've kind of filled everything in and like I say do spend a bit of time on the experience section on the about section get your profile picture looking sharp get your banner looking sharp so many people don't have banners or they have like some random abstract holiday shot or you know something that isn't very clear about what they do so you know opportunity to review that and make sure that that's hot but once you've got everything in place, you've got somewhere that you're going to send them when they, when people come and view your profile, an easy way of just easing yourself into LinkedIn is to start liking people's content, is to start leaving decent comments on things. And it's not a whole, hey, great post or I agree or anything like that in, in the comments. It's something that's a bit more meaningful because everyone's then going to see your picture, a bit of your profile. So whatever your strap line is or your job description, they're going to see that. So really good to just start building your network again from people seeing you contributing meaningful comments and useful insights and wanting to connect with you. So that might be a safe way of building up to things. Then you want to get to a point, if you're not at it already, where you are posting consistently. And I read so many things about how often you have to post. And I'm not buying the whole, you need to post every day. I don't think you do, especially on a platform like LinkedIn. I think you can get away with posting a lot less. And actually, unless you're someone who is super creative, super busy and got interesting things to talk about or just a great writer, I think you'd really struggle to post something every day. I think the quality of what you post is probably going to be a bit shit. So my advice would be less is more. And a great example of that is Dan Kelsall. So Dan is a guy that I've known for years. I worked with him in a previous business and worked with him in his last business as well. So I really like him. He's a cool guy from Manchester. Very, how do I describe him? Controversial, I guess, at times with his LinkedIn content. But he's got this hugely engaged following. And in fact, I'm going to get him on the show at some point to talk to us about LinkedIn because his strategy is very different to a lot of people's. He posts maybe once or twice a month maybe a bit more, but certainly no more than that. But when he posts, oh my God, his stats are just through the roof. He gets a lot of a lot of likes, a lot of comments because he's very funny and he's just usually really on it with what he's talking about. So he would be a really interesting example to have a look at in terms of less is more. But then you've got other people who have become sort of LinkedIn personalities and have lots to say. And you will find that perhaps they do post a bit more often. I think there's a handful of people that I think really nail that and you expect to see their content often and their content is high quality. And then there's some people where you just think, oh man, if only you'd just done one or two posts this week instead of diluting it across the whole of the week because it is going to impact on your engagement. So where I'm at with my own experience, I did try and ramp it up. I think I did try a couple of weeks where I did a post every day and I just thought I haven't got time to be doing this it's too much but also I just was really 
just struggling as to what to talk about. So I think my sweet spot is one to two times a week. So I try to post on a Tuesday and a Thursday, but if I know I haven't got anything to say, I might post maybe on the Wednesday instead and just do one post or just on the Tuesday or just on the Thursday. And I like to post early in the morning. I find that if you post early in the morning, you catch most people. And if the post does well, it's got all day to do well. Whereas if you post too late at night or maybe even on the weekend, you're not going to have as many eyeballs there just naturally just because of the time of day. So it is worth bearing that in mind. Another thing that works well for me is using a picture that brings things to life. Even when I've had, I think, quite decent text posts, they're just not doing as well. People need that visual now. So I think that's a big thing. So a photo, something quite meaty in terms of content so there's something for people to engage in it might be that you ask a question at the end or you're saying something that's a bit controversial you know people are going to comment on and that really is it there's no huge science behind the content you see people do tricks like you know a really controversial hook at the beginning but then feels a bit misleading once you get into the post or people that do a one-line header and then have loads of spaces underneath it so you kind of have to click into the post to read it I feel like that's probably a bit dated now people realize what that you know what you're trying to do with that so I just think you've just got to post regular good quality content it's as simple as that and then also make a point of engaging with people's content that you like as well because there are people who you know I love reading their stuff and I'll always like it and or comment on it and I tend to find that they usually are quite supportive of my content as well because we kind of understand what each other are talking about and I think that's a great way to do it as well. The other thing to think about is spending a bit of time digging into the analytics within LinkedIn even on the free version it gives you some cool analytics in your dashboard around previous posts so you can go in you can search back up to a year before and see how posts have done you can order them by engagement or you can order it by impressions whichever is most important to you sometimes that's quite good just to prompt a few thoughts as to what you might want to talk about next time so worth having a look at that every so often and then just one final thing I guess around the content side of things I find well I used to find that it was great to batch up some content so stuff that didn't really matter too much when I was posting it and I would do this I'd call this one of my train jobs when I'm on a train down to London usually or Manchester and I would write maybe three or four posts and just have them stuck in a document somewhere where I could pull them out when I was ready now I tend to write more about things that are happening in the moment So if I'm at an event, I know that there's probably something I can create around that. So now when I know that's going to be the case, I tend to maybe draft something based on an event. And then when I actually go to the event itself, that would be where I get my picture and I would just tweak the post. Another thing I do that works well is if I'm walking into work or getting the metro into work, I just write whatever the post is going to be in my notes app. And then by the time I get into the office, I'll have a quick glance through, maybe take a few bits out, change a few words and then post it and know that it's you know had my eyes on it a couple of times and is probably ready to go but as with anything you've just got to try things you've got to try things out and see what works for you so i hope that's been helpful just in terms of hearing a little bit about how i approach linkedin 
I would be missing an opportunity if I wasn't to invite you to connect with me on LinkedIn if we're not already connected. And if we're not connected, I would love you to send me a connection request with a little note on to say that you've come from Beyond the Bio. That would be super cool. I'd love to see that. And yeah, please connect with me and I would love to see some of your content. Till next time. Thank you for listening. If you're serious about growing your profile, take our free profile assessment quiz to see where you're at right now and get hints and tips on how to improve your score. You'll find the link to the quiz in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, it would be mint if you'd subscribe, like and leave a review. See you next Monday.